It's great to see you all here today. I too would like to extend a warm welcome to our visitors. You are our encouragement and we hope that we will be your encouragement. And also as Wayne said, it is great to see this group up here um, talking about examples. These are examples of the best of America and also your Christian examples. Uh, you've taken your time to be here and we really appreciate that. So today we're talking about the Christian example. The Bible has a lot to say uh, when it comes to examples. And it tells us specifically that we should be imitating good examples, not bad ones. And we all know that, don't we? But Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. Christ was the perfect example. Paul also tells us in the scripture that was read to us that we should join in following his example. He tells us to follow his example, but he also tells us we shouldn't follow the example of those who walk in their own path instead of God's path. In Hebrews 13, 7, he tells us, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Now consider those words closely. We are to follow those who consider the outcome of their conduct. We should always be that way. If someone is going to be an example, they need to consider what their conduct is. But not only are we to follow the good examples, we are to be good examples, aren't we? Because we are Christians. We have to remember that. Consider what Paul says in Timothy, or what he tells to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.12. Let no one despise your youth. Timothy was a young fellow. Be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So whenever we examine scriptures like those we've just read, we should begin to think about certain questions. Certain questions that are very important. First of all, the obvious one, whose example should I follow? But two more very important ones. Who am I being an example to as a Christian? And just as important, what kind of example am I being? A good one or a bad one? So these three questions we're going to focus on this morning. First of all, who should be your example? Well, of course, first and foremost, 
every Christian should be following Christ. For after all, the foundation of Christianity was built upon Christ. And Peter says this in 1 Peter 2.21, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving as an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by, those, by whose stripes you were healed, for you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. And of course we recognize some of those verses as being from Isaiah chapter 53, some 700 years before it occurred. So Jesus is our ultimate example. And he made it possible that you and I have eternal life. Paul also says in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that, through, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. And how are you going to become rich? You're going to inherit eternal life because of following the example of Christ. In Hebrews 13.8, we have another example of how an example should be. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the kind of example you want to follow. Even as great as an example as the Apostle Paul is, even he recognizes that Jesus is the master example. In 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, we're all familiar with that verse. Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. We know there are many beautiful passages in the Bible. And one of these comes from the lesson that Paul teaches. He teaches us as Christians on how we are to treat each other. And how we are to serve God, and he does this by comparing what Jesus did for us and how he served God. And we read this in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy... Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And most importantly... 
Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So it's not any clearer than that, is it? So the lesson is simple. Follow in Jesus' footsteps by being humble and obedient to God and being willing to put others before yourself. And in doing so, you can know with all your heart that you are pleasing God and that you'll find yourself in heaven. So this example thing is pretty important, isn't it? He also showed us over and over again how to love one another. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So not only did Jesus show us how to love by his many examples, he even commands us to love one another. Again, shows you how much importance God places on being an example. In John 15, 17, these things I command you that you love one another. The reason why it's so important that we follow this command and his example when it comes to loving one another is because Jesus also says, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. See, you're being an example. If you have love for one another, people are going to see that. They want to be like you. And they're going to see that you're happy. And they want to be happy. And if you follow God's instructions, you will be. So, certainly Jesus is our primary example. However, we can also use those in the Bible that were very faithful to God. So faith is a very important thing. And it's another way we can be an example of course, you're all familiar with Hebrews chapter 11. You see the list of faithful men that were recorded in the Old Testament. And you learn from their example. But if you're an example and someone is following you, you're not always going to be perfect, are you? And there are shining moments that are recorded, but there are also some moments that shine just as well from failure. So not only can we learn from the good of our forefathers, but we can learn from their mistakes. And Paul talks about the sin of the children of Israel after they, delivered, after they, were, after they were delivered from Egyptian bondage. And he says in 1 Corinthians 10, 6, Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So, even a mistake can be an example. And, you know, it's very useful sometimes. Um, that's why these things are recorded in the Bible. There are things we should do and there are things we shouldn't do. And it's important that you know them all. So we also see that 
we can use the apostles and the first century Christians as our examples. In 1 Corinthians 4, 6, we read, Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. So many times Paul set a great example of what a Christian is all about. And notice what he says in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him and having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through Christ through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain this resurrection from the dead, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So we're not going to be perfect all the time. We have to keep that in mind. Christ is a great attitude, or Paul's attitude is a great attitude for the Christian to have. We need to understand, as the Apostle Paul did, that we need to put our past behind us and instead focus in on today and how you can grow closer to God always in keeping your sight on heaven and not allowing things of this world to become your priority. It tells us also that we're not to become lax as Christians because we are to press toward the goal, which is heaven. And we know we've all made mistakes and done things that we're ashamed of, but if we're going to be a benefit to others, we can't dwell on these things. We can't have self-pity. We have to rise above them because we are Christians and we know that we have forgiveness. And as long as we repent, we will still make it to heaven. So I guess the point is you can't dwell on things that you've done in the past and let them stop you from progressing and being an example to people. You've got to move forward. So, not only can we follow the example of those in the Bible, let's think about that, we can also follow the example of those who are faithful today. And that could be us. Others are going to follow our example. If we are not faithful, then we're going to be a bad example. And Hebrews 6.11 tells us, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. So always keep your eye on the goal. 
And he also said to note those who walk this way. There are many of our brothers and sisters that we can look toward as an example, but we've got to understand that people are human and that they can become a bad example and we don't want to follow the bad. And I think that's part of the problem in America today. There, there are so many people who are bad examples that people tend to follow. Not Christians, but just so many um, leaders in the world, you might say. Uh, sports figures, um, Hollywood figures. When we start to spend our time getting involved in things like that, we're, we're not going to get anywhere very quickly. And the Bible does not want us to do that. God and Christ do not want us to do that. So let's move on to the second item. Who are you an example to? Well, first of all, you're going to be an example to other Christians, especially those who are new in Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1.6 says, And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy and of, Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all the Macedonians and Achaia who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. So when people observe your faith, you are planting the seed. They will want to be like you. Paul also told Timothy to be an example to the believers. In 1 Timothy 4.12, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word and conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So not only are we to be examples to our brethren, we are to be examples to our children. When our children are growing up, they learn many things from watching their mother and father because we are a great influence in their life, their primary influence. We should always remember that. Of course, we've all known parents that were not so good. Uh, an example of that would be those who uh, keep alcohol in the refrigerator and tell their children, now this is for mommy and daddy. Uh, you're not to partake of this. You know, what kind of example is that? I'm sure we don't have that situation here, but that's, that's an example. Uh, what a mixed message it sends. Another example, though, is attendance of the church services. This is how you can be the perfect example. Uh, be here every time the doors are open. And, and be here on time, because your children are watching. And it also is, is an encouragement uh, to all those who are prepared, all the teachers. At one time, we had... Um, classes for all ages, and the classes were pretty full. And the elders are working very diligently trying to restore us to that situation. So make every effort you, you can to be here. In Matthew 18, 6, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, 
It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. So keep that in mind. Uh, Christ places a lot on the examples you are to children. So, as Christians, we've talked about some great attitudes for us to emulate. We need to understand that the Apostle Paul did what we need, uh, and that is to put our past behind us and instead focus on today. And we must be examples to the unbeliever. They're watching, and many times they will base what Christianity is by watching us. So notice what Peter says about this when, Christian is, when a Christian marries a non-Christian. That's not always a bad thing. Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, in 1 Peter 3.1, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. So you see, your example can lead your mate to Christ. So Peter also speaks of the importance of an example to the world, of being an example to the world. We do have to go out into the world. Um, it would be wonderful if the world were all Christians, but they're not. So, whether you like it or not, uh, you are going to be an example to those around you, and this brings us to the final question. What kind of example are you? So are you showing the world that, and those around you that living your life for Christ is what they should be doing? Are you showing your brothers and your sisters in Christ that you are a mature Christian? Or are you being a negative example? So think about your life and try to determine, am I being a Christ-like example or a worldly example? So what kind of example are you when it comes to church growth? Do you set a faithful example by attending every service that you can? And by being here every time on time? Or do you only come when you feel like it? Do you set a good example when it comes to being a part of church activities? Or do you avoid such things because you just feel like staying at home? classes and all the worship services would the church even exist if they were following your example one last question is your example helping or hindering the cause of Christ 
So I hope that this morning's lesson has challenged you to think a little bit about the importance of examples. And we learned that Christ is our ultimate example because he never falters. We can use the faithful example in the Bible and learn from their mistakes. We can even follow the examples of faithful Christians today. And we've learned how important it is to be a good Christian example to lead others to Christ. So if you find that you are not being the example that you should be, then start making changes in your life. It's never too late. And if you haven't become a Christian yet, then this is the perfect opportunity. You're here with your friend, your family, your loved ones. And we certainly would welcome you to come forward, whatever your need is, as we sing the invitation song.